a lot of the time, your mind gets in the way. Your conscious thinking gets in the way. And before I get into what that means, like on a creative level, have you ever had to take some pills, especially like large pills? The first time you do it, it's quite daunting. You think you're going to choke. And um, once you start taking them for a while, it's like it's second nature. When you're not thinking about it, they go down. But if you ever had to take like considerably large pills, if you're worried at all that you're going to choke, and you try and swallow the pill, you, you kind of almost choke. So you, your conscious mind can kill you. So much stuff that we're meant to do is instinctual. We don't really need to think about it. When we start to intervene and add like a commentary, it just gets in the way. And I've been trying recently, when it comes to music, to not be so aware of what I'm doing, because sometimes stuff will start to come out, and my mind will be like, "Well, wait a minute, that sounds like another song. You've already written a song that sounds exactly like this." And then you've kind of lost your train of, of thought. But yeah, in terms of accessing a flow state, there's a few factors that you have to be aware of, and to stop your mind from intervening, it's a lot about insecurity. Because if the things your mind is picking up on is things like, "Oh, this sounds similar to something else. This sounds like something I've done before." That's an insecurity. That's you worrying that it's not like original. What's the point? Thing is, even if it does, what's the harm in following that for like ten, fifteen minutes and seeing where it takes you? I think that's the the, the attitude that you kind of need to embody. And you're not trying to be better than than anyone or anything. You're simply just kind of fishing and contributing to. A tapestry of of sounds. When songs become famous, when songs become really huge, and they just become their own thing, you forget that that was once an idea that could have been. It could have been different. It was once just a stray bunch of melodies like floating in the ether. Some good techniques for allowing flow. Do something early on that will subconsciously tell you that this isn't. A big deal that it's not something that serious, and because that that will make it more okay if you fuck up. What I've been doing is I've I've just been using like the same drum loops when jamming around, so I'm already kind of giving myself permission to fuck around a bit because it's like I'm telling myself, look, well this isn't going to be original anyway because I'm literally using the same drum loop from a track that I did before, so. I'm telling myself that this isn't serious. I'm just playing around, and then guess what? I usually end up coming up with like a pretty good idea, and then it doesn't even matter that I've used the same drum loop or drum sound or the same chords. Actually, I've 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 gone through a phase of using the same four chords、um, for about four or five songs, and they're all they're all really good. I mean, like, you might not think they're good tracks. I mean, when I say good, I just mean for me, I got like a level of enjoyment and excitement and surprise when I created them. That's, that's that's all I can really go by. That's all anyone can really go by. 
you can hear the first time you're hearing a song, you can almost hear that person coming up with that idea and you can feel their excitement when they came up with the idea. Writing a song and, and, and listening to a song, it kind of requires the same headspace. I feel like you're kind of going to the same place. All I can really go off when, I, when I'm making or listening to music, none of the measurable metrics I really find useful in terms of what makes it good is truly like an intuitive gut feeling that you get of like did this excite me did this take me somewhere new or did it tickle my brain somehow do you want to keep listening to it and that's the kind of exact same feeling that the listener and the creator gets and that kind of bonds them in a in a moment without sounding too wishy-washy but yeah that's all you can really aim for i think um everything else is kind of out of your power Lowering the stakes, I think, is what I was trying to... Is, is the phrase I was going for. Lowering the stakes when it comes to your creativity. So like I was saying, if I start off using a drum loop that I've used in a song before, I'm, I'm automatically telling myself, well, this isn't going to be that original anyway because I've always already used this exact same drum loop at best it's gonna be just a, a variation of the song I did before and then like I said usually in those circumstances I'll end up coming up with, with something quite good the thing that induces flow for me the most is when I pick up the guitar or if I'm on the mic and my goal is just to be if I'm just aiming to kind of be funny or have fun or do something of comedic value I naturally will end up pulling out some pretty good melodies and stuff and I think the I think the reason that is is because you're you're subconsciously setting the premise of like this is a this is a good joke anyway this is like just a bit of fun and then you're giving your subconscious mind complete permission to to just do whatever it wants and you're not thinking about it you're not intervening I was saying in the last episode that you should make it about everything else that isn't the music so you have to have good source material going in before you even approach your canvas whether your canvas is like a microphone like your DAW or your instrument or if it's a literal canvas if you're like drawing or painting or you're filming it's usually a concoction of, of things for me feelings quite strong feelings a particular message or phrase that I've been thinking about for a while not in like a musical form but there's something that kind of feels like it's, it needs to be said that combined with a strong feeling stray melodies going around in your head that from some music you'd be listening to that's, that's usually a pretty good that's a good mixture of things if you don't have any of those things and you're you're picking up the guitar in hope of stirring up those things it usually doesn't work it usually doesn't work for me the, the source how do you arrive at the source material it will take care of itself if it's something that needs to be said it will it will be there in in your head that sounded like a rhyme so there's a few things to consider there is the canvas what is the canvas maybe even the canvas is, is raising the stakes too much this is why I find like studio like or what some if someone I've been to writing rooms before and I find them kind of the worst place to actually 
come up with something because what you have is you have a, a silent sound treated room with with an instrument in and that's just like hell that's a very sterile environment that's presuming that you have you're so raring to go and have so much quality source material that you literally for practical reasons just need a quiet room in your instrument and you're ready to go you need a certain level of soft fascination something to kind of occupy your mind on a lower level like a gentle hum in the background for a lot of people it might be driving you come up with a lot of ideas when you're driving or going for a walk and just taking in nature or just watching tv in the background not really paying attention a place you're going to with the intention to create that is what i would consider the canvas i will never really open logic now unless i feel the need to like i've got all the source material and Usually I open it in a rush or like with a sense of urgency. If I don't open it with a sense of urgency, then usually nothing comes out. If I don't pick up the guitar with a sense of urgency, usually nothing really comes out. That's why I write a lot on paper. I write a lot on the back of letters and stuff because it's usually an, an, an urgent matter, you know, like it's too much time to even open the notes in my phone, go find my phone or if something's going on in my laptop anyway, like I've got music playing. I don't want to open up like a file and start writing. I I'll just I'll start writing on paper. It's always been paper for me. I've got two guitars. I've got a really nice acoustic guitar and I've got an electric guitar that I've had for years that I don't put in a case. It's always just lying around in the living room, uh, quite dusty and plugged in. And that's what I write everything on because it's just there. I just... I, when it feels urgent, I pick it up. I don't have the time to go. Or even if I did have the time to go and get the nice guitar, I think I know I, I wouldn't want to do it because that's it's it's already kind of creating too much pressure. It's like, oh, you're using the nice guitar. Um, better be good. So yeah, I've, I, I've written the majority of, of, of stuff on you know, decaying instruments. Friends' guitars that are like breaking, that have that have horrible rusty strings. Same with recording. I've just I've recorded everything on my on this old SM58. I've got I've got a microphone upstairs. It's like a thousand. It's worth like a thousand pounds, and it's meant to be really good. But it's an absolute ball lake to set up, and sometimes it doesn't work. I don't think I've recorded. I don't, yeah, I'm a big believer in demo vocals now. I don't really re-record stuff. The only reason I'll ever re-record something is if there aren't actually any words. Because I was listening to a, a demo I did the other day. All the shapes and sounds of the words are like, it's like 90% not words, but they're, they're kind of there. And then I just had to decode what I was mumbling and turn them into words. It's a weird one.